Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. All right, welcome back, people of the internet, to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. I'm David. Yeah, and we got a, we got three people in the house today because we're talking Google announcements, Google I.O., Google hardware. But first, right off the top, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, well, first of all, the way David is wearing his headphones right now. If you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, and you can see that David is wearing a Google hat, but he also had to take his headphones off to put the hat on, and he wrapped them around his neck facing down. And I just want to say that every pair of headphones should be able to do that. I feel like when I post the video review of the Sony headphones that are coming out this week and it's out by the time you see it, uh, people will be mad that I overreacted about this. But it is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give a shout out now to go ahead and watch the Sony WH-1000XM5 review. Those headphones are out and they are really good, really comfortable, sound fantastic, and I'm very annoyed that they no longer fold. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to give a shout out to that off the top. Also, quick little correction from last week. We did talk a little bit about the Ram trucks, and it was in one of our trivia questions, and we did refer to it as the Dodge Ram a few times. A lot of times, A yeah. YouTube commenter graciously pointed out that that's actually no longer the way the companies are organized. Fiat owns Dodge, and Dodge used to own Ram, but now Fiat directly owns Ram at the same level it's as basically, Dodge. They're just Ram trucks now. Ram trucks. is the easiest way of putting it. Really, yeah. it's very confusing. There were people in the comments calling it the Dodge Ram, so we're not the only ones, but would like to make that correction. Just putting that out there so you guys don't go around saying Dodge Ram. So Ram trucks. Anyway, let's talk Google I.O. There was a two-hour mm-hmm. keynote today on the yeah. day of recording. You're, you're wearing Google. Um, you I know. don't know how long this Google hat's happening, but it's well, on. Well, for a bit, you know, but also I've got chrome dinosaur socks. Oh, my God. For people that can see that. It's you like really came no prepared. Internet. You stretched before this episode. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. very flexible. And <laughs> Impressive. And then also these socks that say I'm feeling lucky. Very nice. Very nice. Did you get that? Is that Google swag? Or um, did you? My sis- oh, disclosure. Since Dieter can't do this anymore, I'll just replace him, I guess. <laughs> uh, my sister and her husband work at Google, so they send me these as a Christmas gift. So you've got the Google swag. Yeah. Very cool. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk through all the, the announcements. This event was, uh, how do I describe this event? Long. It was, <laughs> it was a long Damn. event. It was, well, it was two hours long. It was two hours. The first one hour and 32 minutes of it was Google flexing about how much data they have and all the cool stuff they can do with it. Mm-hmm. And the last 30 minutes was them pre-announcing a bunch of products that aren't ready yet. 
that's that's what ha- that's what happened at Google's event. Yeah. Which do you want to talk about first? <laughs> I kind of like yeah. In the hour and a half, there's a lot of things, but they're mostly software and AI things. Um, I kind of just wrote down all the ones I thought were the most exciting. I okay. thought we'll just like quickly go through it, and then clearly we're all hard- hardware people, so we'll do that last. Also, first live Google event in three years. Oh, in person. Yeah, in it, was person. In the, it was in the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. It was in front of a live audience. Some people were able to attend, which yep. was cool. Uh, in three years, wow. Time does fly, but Is that's it? right. Wow. 2020 didn't happen. 2021, virtual. Uh, I do know Apple's upcoming WWDC will again be virtual with very limited in-person attendance. Okay. We'll see what that looks like. But you're right. The amphitheater was, was kind of packed today. I thought this was going to be limited too, and then I saw a lot of people there. It's there probably less than normal. Yeah. It's probably less than normal. But when you put them all in the theater for the main keynote, it probably looks like a lot. That's true. So That's true. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so, do you want me to just go down this list yeah, of things? Um, some more interesting than the other, but I'll just say them all out loud and we can have a conversation about them. Um, mm-hmm. 24 new languages added to Google Translate. I love um, that. At first I was like, that number is not too crazy, but I realized I didn't know a single language listed. So I wondered how many they have. This now brings the total to 133 different languages. Google has so much data. Yeah. Okay. Uh, They also like, step one. didn't they briefly talk about how the way they're helping with translation is like, if there's not direct translations between some languages, they use a different language as like an in-between. Like a bridge. Yeah, language. to like kind of make things together. I thought that was really fascinating. Sort of made sense because most languages are sort of based in roots. Yeah. And so you can sort of branch out from there. Mm-hmm. Like English right. is Germanic. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of English sounds like German words. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's a, I mean, that's a lot of smarts, but also a lot of data. Crazy. It's a lot of data. Yeah. And computing I'm just going to keep repeating this sentence every new point. Is that just how you're going to yeah. answer all <laughs> yeah, of the wait, things hit the I've next written? One. Okay. Hit the next yeah. one. Um, immersive view with Google Maps. <laughs> oh, so you're saying they're mapping the entire planet? Pretty, <laughs> pretty much in like insane, insane. Whoa, I'm ready for it. It was like... Uh, That's a lot of data. That is a lot of data. <laughs> we need the like staples trying to say I'm before feeling you get lucky. To there. But we need the staples I'm feeling lucky button, but the, instead, that's a lot of data. The, the easy button, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, oh, I'm feeling lucky. Is that the, was another easy, yeah. thing. That yeah. was easy, yes, the easy button. Okay. Um, yeah, that was sweet. That, that was, was like SimCity, like civilization, looked crazy. Yeah. Um, and then they also had it... Was that a reaction to Apple making like ultra-high realistic I map so. stuff? They yeah. did. They have like they the only 3D did that for a stuff, couple right? cities, though. Mm-hmm. So Apple did in a couple of their very specific cities. They went in and they did these super high quality maps. Where I don't know if you've ever like accelerated down the street in Google Maps, but when you hit the arrow, it's just a blur, yeah. and then it sharpens into the next image. And in these Apple Maps, you could actually sort of drive down the street, which was kind of cool, yeah. and you actually look around. And so Google is improving the quality of a lot of their maps in a lot of places. And one of the things they did was let you go inside of these places. This is crazy. And it would stitch together, you remember photospheres, right? Yeah. So you go into a place, you can look around a photosphere with your phone and then move to a different part of the bar and look around that part in new photosphere. Yeah. It would stitch them together in a way that looked like a drone shot yeah. flying through the bar. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. That's a lot of and data. And it didn't look weird like a photosphere. Like one of the no, first yeah. photos I have in my Google Photos is a photosphere in San Francisco mm-hmm. from like way back when they launched it. 
and it looks so bad because you had to be like, take a photo, move, take a photo, move. Yeah. But this, like the interiors that the Google Maps did just looks amazing. It looks like a rendered 3D space. And yeah. like the the way they showed it in video literally looked like a, an FPV drone came in and yeah. like did that typical like swoop around before it hits a wall and look back. It looked, yeah. I'm looked wondering awesome. like how many cities they're going to do this in, how many restaurants they're going to do this in, like do they have to do every single one individually or are they able to like take photos that people have already uploaded taken. for reviews on Google Maps? So, or? I mean, this is just the keynote and they, they went over it at a high level. I'm not sure how much information we're going to get, but I do imagine this is limited. Yeah, I don't think you're so going to be limited. able to just do this. this. I, by the way, I love this feature as uh -huh. the, as the, uh, socially anxious person I am, I want to be able to map out exactly <laughs> where I'm going to go somewhere. And so when I get the drone shot that shows me exactly where I get to go, that's just beautiful. What is my walking around? I could, yep. <laughs> could see it potentially pulling images though, because they did show something later about uh, being able to use Google Lens for food and find mm -hmm. nearby places like that. So it was basically taking a picture of a a, a platter of food, mm -hmm. using the points that it would find in that, and then using uh, like Google Maps reviews and the photos inside of those to try and find another food platter that looked like yeah, it to show sense. you local stuff. Oh, I, so bet, I bet it does. They're pulling from that, obviously. It probably does image recognition based on people's reviews of the restaurant. The photos that they're know uploading. what food that restaurant offers. That's really cool. That's so that's much data. Really that's a lot of data. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and Slap. <laughs> just to go off that, it's a Google Lens and they also added something called uh, scene exploration. So yeah. rather than taking one photo, you can stitch together almost a panoramic view of photos um the example they showed was with a shelf full of chocolate panned over the entire shelf of chocolate and then it was individually picking bars of chocolate that were meeting your needs of like nut free yeah, dark yeah. chocolate and then rating so amazing in places like that where there's just like thousands of options and it takes you forever yeah. to go through them if you could just know we yeah. were talking about like uh, like wine or something like that. If yeah. you knew you liked some sort of red wine yeah. with like a fruity note or something like that, it could show you other ones potentially. Sometimes, I, I think that could be really cool. Sometimes yeah. I'm in a wine um, store. Pairs like... of Crocs if you want to make sure <laughs> that they are similar to the pair See, that you like already. I was already. with you and then I was you trying just to lost go... me. Right at the Crocs, you lost me. No, sometimes I'll go to a wine store before a party and a friend of mine will be like, can you grab this specific wine? And it's like, I'm going to be 30 minutes because there are hundreds of bottles of wine. Like I don't know how to find that. Yeah, so now you can literally be, Google it. Yeah, in the store, in real space. Sick. That's awesome. That's a lot of data. We got a we got a little <laughs> we got a little AI automated TLDR in Google Docs. So if someone so you're in a collaborative document, you get a really long doc going with a whole bunch of sections and a bunch of contributors. They'll make a TLDR for you based on what AI thinks are the most important things. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's I liked notes. that a lot. That's really I good. That, was really that cool. got a big cheer because I think there's a lot of people that work in Google Docs that have big collaborative documents yeah. like that that want the Spark Notes of the doc. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool to see. Spark Notes was ahead of their time. Yep. <laughs> Google, so we talked about, so Nest Hub Max is, I have one in my house. Mm -hmm. It's a smart speaker with a screen on it, yeah, smart display. with a camera on it, and with a bunch of sensors facing into the room. Uh, anytime I want it to do anything, I still have to bark at it out loud, say the hey G command like any other smart speaker. They added a new one, or actually a pair of new ways to activate it that don't involve that exact thing. First, you can look at it. Make eye contact. It will know that you've made eye contact with it, and then it'll start listening for whatever command. Kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, not as natural, because I'm usually halfway across the room, but maybe yeah. I don't want to say yeah. the command, so I just look at it and say, what time is it? Even though the time's on the yeah. screen already. 
the It'll demo just... they showed, like she had to kind of lean in and stare at it. it and they're it, like, uh, you could just tap it, maybe. You I had to know. like mean mug it. Like yeah. you had to. If you, you could do it from it across the, the room, that would be nice. It would be cool. But, yeah. yeah. I notice every morning when I walk past it, and I I walk like four feet from it. I look over at it, and it says, "Hey, Marquez," and it gives me my things for the day. Briefings. So I like within yeah. five feet of it. It's kind of cool to be able to look over and mm-hmm. be able to talk to it. But I like the second one better, which is a bunch of no trigger commands that you can just say out loud, and yeah. the mics will pick you up and just do it. So instead of saying "Hey G," set a timer, or "Hey G, what's the weather?" You can be in the room and just say, "What's the weather in Argentina?" And it'll tell you, I should probably be more specific and give it like a city, but it'll tell you without mm-hmm. you having to say the command. Uh, the list of commands is setting a timer, mm-hmm. asking for the time, which is hilarious because it says the time all the time anyway. Turn some lights on or off in your smart home. Cancel a timer or set a new timer or alarm. Dim or brighten your lights and ask for the weather. So some of the most basic common stuff. Yeah. One this, yeah. thing I'm not quite sure about here. Um at first, when they said this, we were all thinking this is for any Google Home, uh, right. like mini, regular Home, Nest. I, th- uh, I think, think it's, it's only Nest Home Max. I think that... Because I, there was a slide previously um, that said quick phrase... The, the slide that said quick phrases before they showed it says Nest Home Max on mm, it. And I'm very confused about that. I would like this to be on everything. I would kind yeah. of... The way they described it sounded like said, it was on everything. They said we're expanding our quick phrases. Mm-hmm. And I know right now you can say stop when a timer yeah. is ending. Mm-hmm. So that is a quick phrase and it would be nice. I I like like having... Being able to ask for the time without I would the kill. quick phrase is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so they I, all they all have far field mics, so they can all hear you theoretically. So yeah. the only reason I could see it being just Nest Hub Max is if it's doing some sort of authentication first to know it's you. But it also should know that from your voice. So right. I'm not also, sure. What's the problem with the stranger asking for the weather? <laughs> True. <laughs> I, True. You know, these are specific quick phrases. It's not yeah. like you're able to do anything you want with them. I also yeah. don't get why it would be something different than the like look to activate because if look to activate can confirm and it works on you and then you can ask it anything. What's the difference between then now these phrases that's only available on Nest Hub Max? Yeah. That'd is it be just worth, that like the vicinity is a little bigger on it? That'd be worth clarifying. Maybe it has more built-in memory. Yeah I, yeah, I would like to clarify that at some point. If that's available on all of them, I don't care about look yeah. to activate on anything because these yeah. are the things I want to turn my lights off and I want to set an alarm all the time. I yeah. want to walk into a room and be like, what's the weather? And not even not even blink yeah. and it's just yeah. telling yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Love no, that. I, I would love to use the time thing when I'm in the shower trying to get ready to, to leave. I, I ask my... Um, Google Nest Wi-Fi every morning what the weather's going to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> which asking my router what the weather is is already <laughs> funny. But yep. just being able to say, just being able to wake up, open my eyes and be like, what's the weather? That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really awesome. nice. That's yeah. the Sick. future. Um, so we, we got a little bit about Lambda 2. Yeah. Lambda 2. Uh, the lambda So here's a little, a little bit of a scoop. We're working on a video right now about a different AI project from a different company. Mm-hmm. And I, we've been thinking about this video for a long time in this project and just how powerful and impressive these general AI systems can be at connecting natural language with like associated language or images or whatever it is. Uh, Lambda is right up this alley. Mm-hmm. It is limited and we can sign up for a preview, but I'm just going to say, I Google, if you're watching this, I would love to try mm-hmm. Lambda 2. If mm-hmm. we could get access to it and like try it and, and do like a mega some AI video AI. with this, yeah. that'd be sick. But basically, the demo they did on stage that I loved was, yeah, you, you basically just type in 
what would it be like on Mars? Like, what would be what would it be like to live on Mars? And it just dreams up a paragraph of sentences based on information from the internet about what it would be like to live on Mars. And you can type in whatever you want. Mm-hmm. What what would it be like to live inside a scoop of ice cream? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What would it be like to get swallowed by a whale? And it just answers you. This is definitely an extension of last year's Lambda, which was yeah. giving sentience to inanimate objects. Right. So it was like asking moon. Pluto, asking the moon, like, what are you? Like, what's your life been like? You know? And so this is sort of an extension of that where now you're going further and you're telling stories and you're creating things that don't exist out of nothing, which is sort of the crazy part of AI that we're starting to get into now over the last couple of years is like AI creating its own stuff that's not even really based on anything in particular. It's but like in a way learning that, but ideas. But it's also weirdly based on It's weirdly everything. based on yeah. everything yeah. is stacked. Like yeah. it's learning things based on models and based on databases, but then it is creating new things by itself. Yeah. And that's sort of what this is doing too. Things is, that make sense because of it's based in reality. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fascinating. The funny thing we saw though was uh, every time it would tell a story, it would, it would always say, I think this, I think yeah. it would be like this. And I don't know if that's just like a le- legality thing. I they don't want, they don't want that. Lambda to lie to people or something. I think that's what it is. Like, it's kind what of, would it be like if I jumped think? off this building? <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, Google's not going to tell <laughs> yeah. you to do something. Suck. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think there's a, yeah. it's the same way. So, we're talking about um, OpenAI, Dolly, mm-hmm. making images out of text. You have to disclose anytime you share any of the images that it generates that it is made by an AI. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Just in case it looks too close to reality or if it resembles something someone might think is real. Yeah. And I think the the I think statement is kind of part of Google's way of doing that with Disclosing, these Disclosing, yeah, ethical AI has been like a major, major point of interest in the last few years, even though yeah. Google like, got into a bunch of controversy for firing their head of ethical AI like three years ago, mm. two years ago. I don't know. There was this major controversy thing. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but overall, the entire industry has definitely been thinking about that more. That yeah. might have been a spark, honestly. To As get it gets better, you have to be more uh, up up on, on top of the whole disclosure thing. Yeah. As you'll see from the Dolly video we eventually make, you, <laughs> yeah. you have to disclose. It's coming up. It's crazy. They also uh, were very specific at the end of a few because it's, you know, still early in Lambda. If you were using it, they had a couple of disclaimers of one of them being results may be offensive. So I'm uh, I'm very interested at what might. That's also like people, different people consider different things offensive. Very true. Kind of a catch all. And I'm sure it doesn't, you know, know how to tell all of that from what it's pulling from the Internet. Yeah, directly. I think it's, it's probably a lot of accidental like association too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think they just use the word offensive as a blanket word for like anything oh, yeah. you don't want like your kid to read from yeah. an AI. So totally, yeah, they're being safe about it. But yeah. same thing with Dolly. These like, are actually every year though at Google I/O, the AI demos are probably one of my favorite things that they show off because it's just yeah. that's like holy crap, the technology is getting insane kind of thing. The future. And this that's is sort of my favorite thing. This is also one of those weird things that I could only see Google doing. Like we've kept saying they have so much data. So like it's, <laughs> it's pretty clear that they are, they are able to do this because of all the data they have. But it's like, okay, I compare this to an Apple keynote and there are certain things that Apple can do that you're like, yeah, only Apple could pull this mm-hmm. off. And as we we're watching, I think they had a whole section on safety and as I'm watching that, I'm like, you, if you have to have someone come up on stage just to promise to the world that this is going to be okay, mm-hmm. we're doing it safely and responsibly, mm-hmm. 
then you know you have a lot of data. You know you have a lot going on. I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago when they first demoed the Google Assistant being able to call restaurants and like not tell the restaurants it was an AI mm -hmm. and make appointments for you and be like, hey, I'm calling to make an appointment for this person. Yeah, uh, 7.30 and it would make the, it would use like human annotations yeah. and stuff. Um, they got in so much heat over that. Because they didn't disclose, right? Because they didn't disclose that it was a robot. They yeah. changed the whole thing to be like, hi, I am a Google assistant calling for this mm. person. I am a robot made by Google. And yeah. then they, the restaurants just hang up on you. That's you know? the thing. Like, I bet they did a lot the, of testing. Yeah. Where like in order to be most effective, you literally have to trick someone into yep. thinking it is a human. Yep. Which is very irresponsible. Right. But it just works way better that uh -huh. way. So if you work for Google, you're like, well, okay, if I... Anytime I get a call and I screen someone with like Google's, what is it called? Screen calling. Yeah, screen calling. Yeah. It's, it immediately goes call like, screening. The, yeah, call, call screening. screening. It's yeah. like the person you're trying to reach is using a call screening service by Google. Yeah. 75% of people hang, hang up out. immediately yeah. Yeah. when they hear that. So when you're. Which to be honest, I want most people to hang up when they Probably, that point yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but some people, you know, they make it through the screening and yeah. it's like someone I needed to talk to. Yeah. But if you're, a, if you're running a restaurant and you get a call and it's someone and you pick up the phone and you're waiting for someone to what do you order need? pizza, you're like yeah. on the phone already, you're rushing. And so it's just someone like, this is a robot calling you. You're just going to hang, hang up, up. like yeah, immediately. That's the problem. It's so, such a push and pull. It's yeah. Like, it would work better, but also the, the like implications are not good. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so how so do they, yeah. how do they move forward with it? It's like they, they have know. to keep getting better at impersonating humans, but also immediately tell everyone they're not a yeah. human. Yeah. It's weird. It's sort of the same thing with like deep fakes, right? It's like we're, we want to get better and better at creating photorealistic things. But then the amount of irresponsible things you can do with a deepfake is uh, outrageous. It's off the charts. Yeah. Like there have already been deepfakes on Twitter that have sparked a ton of controversy that w it was later found out they were not real. Did you see the new Kendrick Lamar video so with deepfakes in it? It's really oh, it good. Deepfakes in it? Yeah. it is deepfakes. It's just him and different people over on. his face while he's oh, rapping. Wow. It's insanely well done. There's some like, there's a couple little moments where you can tell it's like not quite real. You can see the like slip up of maybe like his mouth looking a little different, but it's yeah. insanely good. I highly recommend it. It's very it. good. Yeah. I, I find myself like I'm just remembering we also talked about a Kendrick Lamar music video a few years ago where he had the robot shots going. The cinematography in Kendrick Lamar music videos is pushing the technological limits. <laughs> I want to just give Kendrick Lamar a shout out for that. Bring him on the podcast. Deep fakes, yeah. <laughs> robot shots, like clone shots, all, all that type of stuff. Shout out to Kendrick. Good stuff. <laughs> shout out. Good looks. Shout out to Kendrick. I know he needs the shout out from the Waveform podcast. Needs it, yeah. <laughs> Young up and coming artist. <laughs> he might make it big someday. Um, yeah, no, we got a lot of stuff. We we apparently Google Wallet is coming back. Oh it, boy. It might have messages built in again. Oh, Who even boy. knows? There's a bunch of little I, stuff, but I think I think we want to talk hardware after the break. Can I just say something about Wallet real quick? Yeah. Okay. So Google Wallet existed a long time ago. It was meant to replace your wallet completely. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. They gave you a Google Wallet physical card. It was like a debit card. It had your Google Play balance on it, and you could use it like real money. And it was great, and I had one. And then like a year into the program, they're like, your cards are not going to work anymore. We're getting rid of Google Wallet. It's going to be Google Pay now. Became Google Pay. Then <laughs> they didn't update anything in Google Pay for forever. Everything broke. They made it again. They called it Google Pay again. Mm -hmm. But then they partnered with some bank, and then that blew up. So they got rid of that. And then it was still Google Pay. And now it's still Google Pay that has a messaging service built in because you can message people through Google Pay. Yeah. Now they're scrapping Google Pay, and it's Google Wallet. 
Just keep Google Wallet. Google Wallet is a great name. It's a great idea. The mm. whole idea is that you're supposed to be able to leave your wallet at home and use your phone as your wallet. Just yeah. keep it. It's fine. Like, and I want the debit card back. That's all I have to say. Someone's not salty. It was a good. No. It was a good product. <laughs> not at all. They should just. I'm peppered. That's the logo's the, great for it. Out of all, a oh, lot of the yeah. Google logos lately have been rough. Great, just a great logo. The new logo is pretty much the old logo, but yeah. slightly newer. Like yeah. that's it. I feel like they're the number one thing with a Google product when you get involved early is like, I hope this lasts. <laughs> I hope this doesn't get killed in a year. Shout out to Aloe. Shout out to Google Plus. <laughs> anyway. There's a lot of do shout we have outs. Trivia? We should go to break. We oh, have trivia. Yeah. Okay, trivia. Yeah. Trivia, then we'll go to break and talk Google hardware. Adam, hit us. First, I want to say I'm also a sad Google Pay user, yeah. Google Wallet user. Rest in peace. You don't even right know back. what kind of user you are. I don't even know because I'm going to message you on Google Pay before they change it. It came <laughs> on and then it left and I don't know what where it went. I don't know. Anyway, so we've been talking about Google a lot, but there was also another event that happened this week. The iPod mm. got discontinued. It mm-hmm. did. When was the first iPod released? Oh, I know this. Okay. Well, down, if you can get it down to the day. I'll accept the year, down but to the down to the day, oh, I'm gonna try to get you'll the get year. extra points. David's like, I was there. <laughs> no. I was like, I was, I was the iPhone there. event, but I was too young. Like the iPod was what 2001. Wait, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Well, my get. Oh, you I think about this it. is later. This is later. This is later. So we think about okay, it. Anyway, we'll come back after the break. Question? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, that's a good question. I'm we'll just. Find. Anyway, okay. Yeah, you guys have to guess something different. Now, think though. about it. We'll be back after the break. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for Waveform comes from Coda. So it can be tough to stay organized when your team is spread across time zones. With Coda, you can help keep your whole team on the same page with an all-in-one collaborative workspace that brings together the best of documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform. That means less time ping-ponging between different tabs and tools and more time on your projects. So with Coda's extensive planning capabilities, you can stay aligned when managing planning cycles and while measuring objectives and key results. Plus, you can access hundreds of templates and get inspired by others in Coda's gallery. So over 50,000 teams across the world collaborate with Coda, from the New York Times to Square, uh, from Toast to TED and Uber. So if you want a platform that enables and empowers your team to collaborate effectively and focus on shared goals, you can get started with Coda today for free. You can head over to coda.io slash wave. So that's coda, C-O-D-A, io slash wave to get started for free coda.io forward slash wave all right welcome back let's now talk google hardware so the first 90 minutes of google's presentation were (laughs) data 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 look how much data we have the last 30 minutes were by the way we can make really helpful devices that can collect that data that can collect that data (laughs) eventually um all of the devices that they announced today are on the horizon to varying capacities. So we'll talk through each of them, but I also just want to just address how far away these things are. So we got Pixel 6a 
We got Pixel Buds Pro. Yep. Those two things are the up next, but they're also not coming till like mid July. July 21st yeah. is pre order. July 21st is pre order. Yeah, Today, on like August. For reference, as we listen, is May 11th as yeah. we record this. So that's two, two months away. Yeah. All right, fine. But they're the next up. Yeah. Then we have Pixel 7 and 7 Pro already being unveiled and announced their existence, and a Pixel Watch, all of which are coming in fall. Typically, there's an October event, mm-hmm. so we can assume those things are six months away. Yeah. Then <laughs> Rick also mentioned that there is going to be, and he even showed it, so yeah. they, the design's locked, I guess, a 2023 Pixel tablet. So sometime next year, don't know, early, late, fall of next year, I don't know, whatever, but there's going to be a tablet. So they're announcing all these things way in advance. Now, this is another one of the things we talk about in Sony land where we're like, all right, they announced the thing in like February and it comes out in October. And you're like, what happened between February and October where you couldn't keep the hype train going and everyone forgot about the phone? My theory is that Google knows that everything that they do leaks and so because they know everything leaks they figure they'll get out ahead of it early enough to just own it and just pre-announce the products before they get a chance to leak like what why else would they announce the pixel 7 pro now they would they just got done saying the pixel 6 was the best-selling pixel ever it sold more than the pixel 4 and pixel 5 combined in the same amount of time that's crazy but also here's the pixel 7 it's not coming to a fall What's crazy what? is that you would think the hype over time would help them because there's like an extra media cycle every couple weeks when someone comes up with oh, a new leak. The hype the hype helps them to an extent, but it kills the current thing, doesn't it? I like don't think if so. I if I current, see oh, the current device they're selling. Yeah, like today I want to buy a Pixel. I was thinking about getting a new phone. I was thinking about maybe getting a Pixel and Google just got on stage and said coming this fall Pixel 7 next generation tensor updated this that and the other. Well, I now probably wouldn't I don't buy a Pixel I Six. I don't know. Yeah. I I think if you were expecting a seven to come out at the same time, everything they said is what you would expect out of the new one. Maybe you get to see the designs a little different. I don't think True. it would sacrifice sales on the six at all. Because if you are at this point right now, you've probably made the decision of the six or made the decision you're waiting till the seven, knowing it's going to have an updated chip, knowing you know it's going to have some little updates. I mean, you got to see the design. Maybe if you hated the design for the six and you saw it's super similar i don't we're talking about that later but like i don't mm. think it's here's a minor sales. theory there's like a sales curve on every phone right you sell a ton at launch spike you maybe sell a few more one or two months in when you have some sort of sale or when you have a little bit more media attention eventually the sales just start to slump mm-hmm. so now they release pixel 6a so and they re- uh, announce pixel 7 at the same time so it's like okay Well, now the phone's cheaper. So if you can't afford the Pixel 7 or 7 Pro, you get the 6A. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to be buying the more expensive phone, you'll probably wait for the Pixel 7. Like maybe they just at this point were like, we sold most of the Pixel 6s that we're going to sell. Fair. Yeah. You know? They sold what they're going to sell. The only difference would be like, oh, actually not Christmas because that will be a Pixel 7. Yeah. So yeah, they're sold what they're going to sell. I think you're right. Getting at a leak. Yeah. 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 Something like that. So you want to just go through them one by one? Reactions. I have many thoughts on each of them, actually. So okay. let's just start with the stuff that's next up. Okay. Uh, Pixel 6a is the easiest one because it is a smartphone, and we know what smartphones are. $449 Pixel 6a. From what I can tell, and this is a good thing, it's very similar to Pixel 6, which was already a great value at $599. The main differences are going to be the display and the cameras. 
So the design, the materials are very similar. It's got the camera bar, it's got the glass and everything, recycled aluminum frame. Um, but the display is now a 6.1 inch, 60 hertz OLED. Mm-hmm. So it's the smallest pixel at 6.1 inches, and it's at 60 hertz, which is, it's a lower refresh rate. There are a lot of 90 hertz refresh rates at this price point, but Same that's, battery though, that's right? what we're working with. It's 4,400 milliamp hour battery. So that means probably be- much better battery life. I'm Smaller thinking, screen, 60 hertz. I'm thinking really good battery life. Yeah. We got to test that and see. It's 128 gigs of storage and six gigs of RAM. It has 5G. But then the, the one other thing that's different is the cameras where, so here's what they've told us is that these cameras are one of the cost savings from Pixel 6. Yep. Pixel 6 had all these new cameras, the high resolution, bigger sensors. But when you look at the spec sheet, it's actually the IMX 636 from the Pixel 4 yeah. that we already know is pretty good. Yeah. So yes, it is a cheaper camera, but it is probably still quite a decent camera. Yeah. Um, so it's a solid, it's a 12 megapixel primary and a 12 megapixel ultra wide. And we'll see how those turn out to be. But that for 449 seems like a pretty good phone. Yeah. Th- those cameras also get all the tensor features as well, like face and blur, magic eraser, night sight, real tone. Yeah. 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 It's so the fire is cool. Those aren't camera based though, because the you can do those. Yeah, Google yeah, photos just, just too, saying so it's an just, old camera, but you're still yeah. getting all the new stuff. So like it's not exactly like you're just using a Pixel yeah. Four. Like, yeah. So they're also cutting wireless charging, um, right? Which is annoying to me because that's something that they always cut to make a cheaper model, and it doesn't cost them a lot to add it. But it's just one of those things where they can say the premium phone has wireless charging, the cheaper one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the cameras go, I mean, they added those new cameras in Pixel Six, but the processing was like the same as it was in every other pixel. So yeah. they were using this great new 50 megapixel sensor that was binning down to 12.5 or whatever. Yep. And But the images ended up looking the same unless you took raw photos. And if you took raw photos, they were great, but like nobody's doing that, right? So yeah. as far as that goes, until they fix the processing, this seems like a pretty good deal. The thing I'm a little bit annoyed at is that Pixel 4a, uh, and I be, believe 3a and 4a were both um, 349. Mm-hmm. And that's a price that you're just like, holy crap, 349 Pixel 4a at 349 I think was one of the best value phones ever. Then they had to add 5G, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when they added, when they did the 4a 5G was around yeah. that, pre- was around 450 and then the 5a with 5G is also 550 So now yeah. I guess that's just the new price is 550 That's the new price. It's a budget phone with 5G. Or 449 450 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to see. Obviously, these are all pending testing the things, but I figure my biggest dislike is going to be 60 hertz and no wireless charging yeah but i think on paper like having the tensor chip and enabling like literally the exact same software experience as the pixel 6 and 6 pro is going to be kind of a bargain yeah for that price and so having I think a smaller good. phone for people that want smaller device even though it's 6.1 so, inch, yeah, it's still 6.1 inches smaller but yeah. it is smaller um yeah and that sage color yeah. looked the sage really, nice. really good. Yeah, sage big fan. Nice. I th- I hope that Tensor gets is a little um, worked out at this point because it was still between Tensor and Android 12. It was very a pretty buggy experience for a lot of users. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that maybe at this point it's a little more stable. Um, I just remember the Pixel Five was incredibly stable with a mid range Qualcomm chip. Yeah. So I'm hoping that with Tensor, it, get, it it's just been worked out at this point. That'd yeah. be nice. They've had a couple months. Yeah. We'll um, we'll also, see. downgrade six gigs of RAM versus eight gigs in oh, Pixel, Pixel 6. 6. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six gigs of RAM, 128. I think that's the only yeah. spec. 
Um, yes, I believe so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So Pixel 6A. I like the um, the camera cutouts in it. It's like this yeah. little little oval that's cut out in the in the camera bar. I think slightly it looks kind of cool. It's slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get more so. on that design when we get to Pixel 7. But the yeah. other thing that's coming out around this time, also it just hit me that like maybe does this 6A launch with Android 13? Is that mm, why it's delayed? No. Is because it still Android, Android 13 comes out in... I think they only said that Pixel 7 was launching. It was Android kind of 13. confusing because yeah. he kind of threw it in at the end. Like it's it's always the flagship in. that launches with the new OS. Because yeah, final, final Android version is usually like August, September. Okay, and so then October is when the first device comes still out. Still going to launch with 12. Okay. Yeah. So the other thing launching in July is the Pixel Buds Pro. These are... $199 noise-canceling wireless earbuds from Google. So we already knew about uh, Pixel Buds. Those are $179 when they launched. Um, they're not really on Google's store anymore, and they only really seem to that. yeah they only yeah. really seem to show us Pixel Buds A series, which is their $99 pair of uh, less expensive earbuds. So that's cool. But we do have Pixel Buds Pro now coming in at $199. They have uh, multi-device connectivity. They have uh, transparency mode. They have a six-core audio chip in each bud, and there's several microphones on each, so that should help with noise cancellation. There's some really cool features where they can sort of improve a, a semi-perfect seal with, like, extra sound waves yeah. that will help you cancel noise. It's yeah. kind of cool, the animation <laughs> that they played, so yeah. that'd be cool to see how well it goes. IPX4 sweat and water resistance, and there's actually a touch control on the side of the bud like you'd expect so you can get mm. to google assistant or play pause your music and stuff like that they look pretty good same Wait. case mm -hmm. swipe i like the case forward and backwards for volume up and down i thought that was weird yeah it's weird i don't like you it. might be able to it's change very it in weird. the app though I, um, my guess you, is it has uh two openings on the top and bottom for i think oh, the noise canceling yeah. microphones and so i think that's why you can't go up and down yeah yeah bummer so yeah that minor detail but it just felt that is kind strange. of a quirk yeah um, the case will get you up to 31 hours of battery, but just the buds themselves will get seven hours of listening with noise cancellation or 11 hours of listening without noise cancellation. Um, that's pretty solid. And then a five minute charge in the case can give you an hour of listening with noise cancellation. So yeah. solid overall specs. Again, most of these earbuds to me depend on like two major things. How do they fit comfort wise? Do mm -hmm. they fit in my ears or not? And how do they sound? Yeah, yes, it's kind of it. Some me. of the videos of it looked like they're sticking pretty far out of people's ears, and that is my—I've said it many times. My biggest gripe with truly wireless earphones are horizontally coming out of ears. Mm -hmm. They yeah. these don't have a wingtip. These don't have any extra like fitment to they like are, fit in your ears they better. They're like thicker though. They're more like a bean. Yeah. a little bit. It, they kind of remind me of not the buds live, but the even. Okay, they're not as big as Sony's WF-1000 XM4s. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the huge ones. <laughs> yeah. But they are bigger than the Beats. They are bigger Studio than Buds. AirPods. Studio Beats. Studio Buds, right? Studio Beats. Beats Studio Buds. Studio, Studio Buds. Buds. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger than those. Yeah, because we are all Studio Buds. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's how you remember. Um, but, you know, how is that going to fit in my ear? Am I going to go for a jog and it's going to fall out? That's my primary concern right. what i like earbuds for so yeah i am um, the funny i've been looking for earbuds that work for me for like every activity that i do for a while and funny enough like the oneplus buds pro ended up being the ones that work well for me because mm -hmm. they don't go super deep in my ear to create this like weird seal so every time i hit the ground it creates this weird pressure bump and then there's <laughs> two points of contact because like the stem sort of touches the I like, other side oh, of the ear. I like the so stem I'm, design so me too, much. I like the stem design a lot. I like understand why Apple went with for this with the yeah. 
with the pros now. I'm a wingtip diehard. The stem, yeah, like, sits what was that? so nicely in your ear. What were those earbuds that came out? Oh, this was, like, 2014, um, and everyone was buying these. Jaybird. Jaybirds. Jaybirds. Jaybird X2s. I still use my X4s. X4s. Like, those things. Everyone bought those. They don't sound the best anymore. They don't have any noise cancellation or anything. But, those, they but they're water-resistant, and they do not come out of my ears. Yeah. And that's, like, if I'm biking, if I'm doing anything where I need them to stay in, yeah. they're the ones I trust the most to stay in. Yeah. The Studio Buds have kind of, like, a wingy shape, uh-huh. and they help a little bit. But, yeah, I but didn't know the stem. Different ears. Everyone's got different ears. Google said so. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> and yeah. that didn't show how they're gonna yeah. fix that really. I, I am interested. They said that there's a I think a six core processor in it that has Google designed algorithms or something mm-hmm. um that's supposed to understand your ear shape and create a seal and whatever. Um I want to see what that amounts to. I yeah. think we've seen a lot of presentations that have also always said, like, we created our own algorithm that does this, and then that does nothing. Yeah, the benchmark um, is Sony's WF-1000X. I'm trying to see how much they cost, just so I can get a... Those cost those are, 279 Yeah, and this so is 199 so. I'm not going to expect them to match the Sony's in sound. The Pixel Buds mm-hmm. 1 sounded pretty good. I don't, They weren't... They weren't the Sonys. In, yeah, in they didn't have the ANC. The Sonys are... Yeah. They, they just sound so good. The Sonys so, um, also aren't yeah. sweat-resistant... Correct. Right. They're the, yeah. these yeah, big these, bulbous like, things that like mm-hmm. hang out of your yeah. ears. If they're you like, like shake your head, they got smaller and they're still huge. <laughs> they're still huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna expect them to be somewhere between Studio Buds or Samsung's like Buds Live or yeah. something. Yeah. And Sony's I can't keep saying this name. WF one thousand XM four. WF one thousand X Mark IV. Right? Yes. Just have Adam record yeah. you saying it once, and you can just <laughs> superimpose it into. I really oh, yeah. do like the and the, WN. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the button. And then there's the one other thing they said that they. Um, I think Andrew mentioned this slightly, but like they're using some sort of like alternate sound wave to create some like seal in your ear. Like yeah. that is weird. I really am interested in trying that. It reminds me of, I mean, to- not sound related, but remember when they said they were going to improve zooming by using like the way your hand swayed and being able to sharpen images through that. It's like, I feel like they always have oh, this yeah, weird yeah, yeah. way of like how mm-hmm. the product interacts with the body and how that is going to that create That actually works really feel. well though. The camera thing. It worked well, but it was still it a zoomed for, in photo. But that wasn't for zoom, right? That was just no, for, it was for zoom. You're talking about super zoom? Super. Yeah, it was pixel three. Oh, right? you're talking about super zoom? Yeah, where you would zoom super far yeah, in that the didn't digital work very zoom. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, man, you're really critical of photos. I, no, I, thought, like, I thought you were talking about HDR. Okay. Because yeah. HDR works the same way where it under the gyroscope understands at oh, all so, times. And so it's able to align the frames a lot better yeah, because it knows yeah. exactly what orientation it's been in over time. I guess yeah, yeah it's still similar thing they're using the way your body reacts to or it's reacting to your body i yeah. guess to no, try the super zoom to... was terrible <laughs> like that yeah. did yeah. not work super, super res zoom super yeah. res zoom yeah, yeah. dolly yeah. could do that better oh <laughs> dolly can do a lot of things <laughs> i want to see real quick i know adam's somebody who used pixel buds a lot are he you, still uses them are you excited about these at all Absolutely not. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Just wanted I, to get that on tape. I like the case a lot. It's fun to play with. And Same I, case. Looks like an egg. I would like if they added some sort of like soft touch finish to the case though, because the current finish is just smooth and I don't know. Yeah. It would be nice. If they if they made it a little more premium. I would like that, but then I would be worried this is what it's gonna look like oh, in yeah. your pocket the all the time. The yellowing of my yeah. Pixel book. Yeah. Well, speaking of soft touch finish. Pixel 7. <laughs> oh, Pixel, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, that was a pretty good transition. That was actually a pretty good segue. So down the line, so we're going to get two new products in the fall, Pixel 7 and 7 Pro mm-hmm. and a Pixel Watch. 
The Pixel 7, what we do know is this thing is going to be a slightly updated design with kind of like what we saw with the Pixel 6a. Mm -hmm. It's got little, well, actually big Bigger, camera cutouts, big camera cutouts. Uh, inside of the yeah. camera bar, new colors, and soft touch glass, which I'm actually very excited yeah, about. Yeah, it looks like Pixel 3 style, and that's I the like best that. texture they've ever released. I really like that. Yeah. So that's so Pixel 7 will have the next-gen Tensor chip. It will... Tensor I don't think they told tensor. us kind of anything else like we don't no, know about specs or ram the or camera sizes. bumps one piece of recycled aluminum which i actually okay. think is really cool better. yeah it's not it's like still gonna be glossy but it's glass right now but there's like a couple very specific like indents in the, yeah. the bump right now which i really it's don't like, a like three that piece much. design right now that's okay. supposed to look yeah. like one yeah and it isn't so it's a visor now yeah and it's gonna turn into like you know the the star trek like scott scotty i don't know he has no. a visor where yeah. it's like metal and Careful. glass on the front jordy i think jordy yeah but this is very much a visor yeah and we're gonna see a bump a yeah. bar a bar. A bar. It, did, a bar. it didn't look as tall either. It looked like the bump may have been, I mean, this speculating from a couple renders, but it looked maybe a bit thinner, which would be very yeah, It nice, did look thinner, right? yeah, which is which is interesting. And, and to me, it looked like all three cameras were the 50 meg camera because they were all big. Yeah, I'm and wondering. the 50 meg camera is the, the main sensor in the Pro. It, it was kind of hard we'll to tell see. because, like, I'm assuming the cutout has to be there since it's one piece rather than having that extra piece of glass where you can't see the cutouts uh, as much in that. In so renders, is it giving it extra cutouts because it's just like the piece of aluminum? I think uh, that's, uh, well, that, that could be the case for sure. That's why the cutouts are so obvious. That could be least. the case for sure. Yeah. And they just have glass over the aluminum. Yeah, That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but they did look bigger than the 6 They did look big, yeah. yeah for big sure. Mm -hmm. I think that they are the bigger sensor that we saw in the main sensor of the 6 Pro. Yeah. So and, they didn't they the didn't six. tell us anything about price, refresh rates, screen sizes, or anything like that. We, they're going to reveal <laughs> way more down the line, and we'll, we'll figure that out in the fall sometime, whenever that event is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did pre-announce Pixel 7 and 7 Pro. Yeah. I... You guys were interested in the in the gray green looking color one. Is I that think right? it was ugly. I like the white the best. Yeah, I I, I need to see another picture. I want to see the satin black one. There was like a there was like a lime green that was even more lime than the current Pixel Six. Oh, the it's like highlighter. Oh no, I like the green. It's you interesting. Do? It's with like the, highlighter with the gold. Yeah, that with one. The gold. I, I don't like the dark, gr the weird gray one though. Do you remember the um, the white one's cool? The essential phone that had yes. the green with the gold sides sick. on it. I think this is like a muted was, version of that. Yeah. I mean, nothing looks as good as the essential phone. Yeah, that's one that of the best like looking phones best, of all time yeah. for sure. Um, I think the only thing we can really take from this is confirming the difference between the six and the pro will be still two cameras versus three cameras. So I'm assuming no telephoto yeah. in the Pixel Six. You right. uh, seven. Something I noticed about seven. this <laughs> yes. is that every year when Apple makes a new phone it ends up either looking exactly the same or the same, but the cameras are slightly different. That's basically what they did here. Yeah. Pixels have always been known for having an almost completely new design every year. Mm -hmm. And then this is one of the first times where they actually like really changed it up. Yeah, the I, one of the things I praised the Pixel about was it, whether you think it's pretty or ugly, it, it's looks, it looks unique. It looks very much like a pixel. They mm -hmm. all have the camera cut out in the corner. This is the bar. And you're like, that's the pixel yeah. at a glance. Yeah. And they very much kept that about it, yeah. but changed it a little bit, yeah. updated it, improved it. So I like it. 
Yeah, I like it. I'm it gr- looks I mean, more the, premium. The bar definitely grew on me. I don't know if you're watching the video version right now, which you should be, but this is this is <laughs> the phone I've <laughs> been carrying for like a month now is the 6 Pro, and it's the gray one, and you can you can see the slight difference in the bottom versus the top glass. Like, yeah. no other phone looks like this. Yeah. Do you so know what distinctive. I, what yeah. I can tell also is different. It doesn't have that stupid matte finish on the top rail that the Pro has. Yeah. Do you see on yours how it has that matte black on the top and the white has the black the white matte on the top rail? Yeah. Oh. And it's different. Honestly, this just looks like a regular the rail. The materials on the top of quality everything. of the 6 Pro is pretty bad. <laughs> and like it, the way that everything is stuck together just seems very cheap on the 6 and 6 Pro, so this looks like they really refined it. Yeah, one piece of metal. Mm-hmm. That should be good. It's generally the second generation of anything that is always a lot better, and this is sort of the second generation of the new version of the Pixel. Yeah. You want to do a... Do you want to place bets on price? I'm going to guess it's the same price. So $599, $799? Yeah. Or, or is eight, that what? $899? $599 for the They 7. might make it $849. Okay. You, you almost like want to guess it because it's because one piece like aluminum versus the like the glass multiple piece thing right now you just think metal is more premium but i would agree with you same price yeah. same price the only thing is that a lot of people freaked out about the pro being 899 so they could make it $50 cheaper but they'll probably keep it the same yeah i imagine they'll keep it the same and they'll be like all of this at the exact same price. Yeah. Isn't it great? Look and how much more phone we gave you for, for the, the same, same money. Price. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore that it's been a year. <laughs> Time to I'm looking exist. forward to next generation Tensor though. That that should yeah. be cool too. Tensor two. So after the break, we're gonna talk Pixel Watch. And then of course we got a little Pixel tablet sneak peek. But since we are going into break, that does mean we have trivia. our second trivia question. Let's try it. So right now, by the way, I forgot to mention the score is Marquez <laughs> oh. has five. Eight. Andrew has two. David has none. Okay, but obviously, did you give Marquez the score I, for the one that I almost? You got? didn't get any last time, <laughs> got, so Marquez you the got score zero didn't change. I was so close for the Tesla one. I was so close. Dang. Okay. Anyway. All right. Also, I should reiterate reiterate the rules, David. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Discuss it at the end, please. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. How old is Sundar Pichai? Oh. Hmm. Well, when I was at his house last weekend for dinner. We'll be right back. (laughs) Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome back. We also need to talk about the Pixel Watch. The Pixel Watch is coming out also in the fall alongside the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro. Mm. Um... 
It was revealed by Rick Osterloh, and I just want to give him a shout out because Rick, that was a good reveal. Bro, was that was that was good. He yeah. came out there with the sleeves rolled all the way down, and he just started talking. And we were like, "Yeah, when's he going to show us? The, when's he going to show us <laughs> the watch? There. He's, He's got to be wearing it." He's we all agreed that he had it on, and he had a moment where he said something about a watch, and he kind of like smirked, like, yeah. "Yeah, you you know exactly what's going on." <laughs> yeah. And then showed us the watch. So we got our first look at the Pixel Watch. Um, he was like genuinely like you don't see it very often in these events. People so try happy. and like be excited about things. He just you could tell was genuinely was so excited, excited, and yeah. I like appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so a really cute much. smile. Yeah, biggest Rick, cheer of the night, Rick. If you're out there, cute smile. Biggest cheer of the night. We appreciate. I you. think when he pulled the watch back and they said we're finally doing a Pixel Watch, that was the yeah. most la- an- animated moment of uh, of the keynote, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, so mixed feelings about it here in the studio. I want to ask you guys what you think of the pixel watch I'll just say I'll just preface it by saying it's a very simple design audio listeners. It's just just picture a circle (laughs) All right, (laughs) that's it. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's basically it. It's glass. It's uh, it's got one button and one (laughs) dial Yeah, they're calling it. What are they calling it? What they calling digital crown, right? Something else tactile crown Uh, instead of digital tactile Tactile. crown. Yes, so that's the input um, it's nice. going to be running Wear OS. It's going to have a decently, I don't want to say thick bezels, but like noticeable bezels They're all the way around the thick. outside. I mean, we've used other smartwatches at this point, so we can compare. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you think about this smartwatch design? Um, well, it looks pretty. The Z, the Z height is very tall. Thickness. It looks pretty thick. How many C's? Uh, probably three. Whoa. Yeah. I was going to give two. Maybe two and a half. Two C's. Okay. I mean, like when you compare it to the Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> well, okay, hey. Andrew's um, like grimacing at this. Like, like the Galaxy Watch Four. <laughs> if you noticed on at, at the keynote, almost every single person that went on stage was mm-hmm. wearing a Galaxy Watch Four. Mm-hmm. We and were it, looking for it like the whole time. Yeah, because Samsung and Google have that like weird relationship now, where like they're sort of together as one company, but not really. Um, but the Galaxy Watch Four is fairly thin. And then you see the Pixel Watch, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's got some C's on it." And so then huh. it's also like it's domed, so it's got dome glass, so it kind of goes over the top. But then you see the bezel, and you're just like, "Hmm." The bezel almost looks as thick as the original Moto 360 flat tire. Oh, I oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. As the flat part, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say I didn't really get thick vibes. I thought it was like a pretty maybe because I'm wearing an Apple Watch and that's fine. Like it's a decent thickness. Yeah, it's also kind of thick. But I was definitely struck by the bezels. So I remember the yeah. Moto 360 very well. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really interesting design. Yeah. Where they said, you know what? It's, it's kind of like that sharp Aquos phone. They're like, we're gonna do thin bezels everywhere we can, but at we gotta bottom. put that stuff somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So we put it at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, this one was, uh, it was even bezels all the way around. Yeah. But when they showed the UI and they did some frames of swiping through the UI, cuts things off. you could tell it's there's like squircle UI and then there's like empty space yeah. that it keeps cutting off the corners of. So like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, a lot of, it's a lot of blank space. Yeah, Andrew and I talked about this Last week or two weeks two ago? Weeks two ago, weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. But um, this design has basically been the design that's been leaking for like four or five years now. Like with this watch first leaked, it was like with the Pixel 3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it looked exactly the same. <laughs> it looked kind of like a render. Yeah. It still, it does, still does. does. Like when it was three years ago, I was like, yeah, well, anyone could make up a watch that looks like that. Like yeah. it could be real or not. So it's not really doing the thing that the Pixel 6 is doing where it's like, we are going to be look be a very different looking watch that's going to call attention to itself. This does not. It is a circle. I think, and that's where like I see a lot of people and and in this office who don't like it. I kind of think that's the reason why 
don't mind it that much because like it's a watch and a lot of watches look very similar. Adam, it's don't so kill inoffensive. Me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's, it is circular, but it's like, I would rather it look very plain than yeah. it be square like an Apple watch. You know what they didn't yeah. show? Any interesting watch faces. They didn't show yeah. very much. They just showed like the one simple analog watch face. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of the customization of the way a watch looks comes from when you look at the face of it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get much of that. We just got like, Here's what changing the temperature in a smart home would look like. Mm-hmm. Here's what uh, paying with Google Pay would look like. We didn't really get like, I mean, it's not coming out till fall, so I guess I shouldn't expect it to be done. Yeah. But we didn't really get a look at Wear OS and any of that customization. They said it was like a newer version of Wear OS that yeah. I think is going to be Pixel Watch exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of like the Google launcher is exclusive, well, Pixel launcher on Pixels, but right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt until we get it in person because yeah. it feels like they've been working on it for a long time and it could be great. The one thing that I think is going to be awesome for a lot of people is that they acquired Fitbit. For people who don't know, they acquired Fitbit. And so they're going to have a ton of Fitbit integration. What that means for Google Fit, I don't know, which is kind of a bummer. I'm they, very confused by that. It's confusing. because Right re- now? They revamped Google Fit like a year ago. Yeah, like Google Fit's got a bunch of new features. If you just have an Android phone and you leave Google Fit on and tracking, it'll give you your steps. It'll give you all kinds of stuff. Like Google Fit's a real product right now. Yeah. But then they launched this watch and they're plugging a bunch of the fitness stuff into Fitbit. They're calling which it is Fitbit a still. separate suite with separate data and a separate Fitbit account. Yeah. So it's not going to talk to Google Fit at all. So uh, there, I think there's some sort of there is some sort of I think Google Fit does connect with Fitbit already because of yeah. the combination of it. Okay, yeah. so um, maybe... I don't know it's exactly weird that you how, have to do but both. there's some sort of connection. I think that, I mean, I feel like it would make more sense for them to rebrand Fitbit to Google Fit. 100%. I think Fitbit's too much of a too household strong of a brand. It is such... There are people who just call activity trackers Fitbits. Like, but I mean, that is Google... Just rebrand Fitbit to but Google it, Fitbit. I think there are people who yeah, are Google saying, Fitbit. I want a Fitbit. Google Fit, okay, Google yeah. Fitbit. Yeah. It Fit. could be that. In the fine print, yeah. it said you need a Fitbit account mm-hmm. yeah. to track for certain, stuff. I, for I certain will say, things. like, when I remember a lot of bigger corporations will have, like, little Fitbit fitness competitions because it's cross-device. It works for iPhones and Android phones. Yep. They have, like, little versions that go in your shoe, so it just, like, counts your steps and you don't have to wear a watch. I know that Adam will really like that because, like, wearing two watches sucks. <laughs> um, yep. But, I mean, for anyone that had a Fitbit before and wants smartwatch features but also wants to keep all of their Fitbit stuff, like, that's cool for those people, I guess. True. You know, Fitbit users that want a Wear OS watch. Yeah, I guess, it, yeah, a Wear OS watch because Fitbit has gotten all the way to, the, like, full watches and not uh-huh. just, like, their little... You know, yeah, like the Versa Fitbit, two yeah. and three were pretty good, but they were definitely very limited. Yeah, I feel I feel like this will be the those will be the activity first trackers, like activity tracker first, and this will be the like smartwatch first. Yeah, and then which whichever side I do you're sort on. of feel like they should just scrap Google Fit though and just make it called Google Fitbit. Yeah, and then that will be embrace the name Google. Come on, we do so much free like <laughs> free work for you. Just like make it happen. It's Here's easy. my question: so We've seen the design. We don't really know many other details like i i'm hoping it's an oled like i don't know how long the battery life is but there are things that we're going to find out in fall how much do you think this will cost andrew you first how much is the pixel watch i honestly have no clue um 399 399 okay feels premium at 399 329 is my guess so my my point of reference is right now the apple watch series 7 
starts at three ninety nine for the smallest one. For the smallest one, okay. but you can get an cheap. Apple Watch SE for two seventy nine or an an Apple Watch Series three right now for one ninety nine. Can they possibly position themselves above all of the Apple Watches with Not the Pixel above. Watch? They can. They well, can position it. My thought is they're going to position it between the SE and the regular one, so it's a good value compared to the expensive can, Apple Watches, mm-hmm. but it's slightly more than the SE to sort of position it as we are not an SE, we are more premium. So, so that's, like three twenty nine makes sense. To okay, three twenty nine. Yeah, I think you're right. Somewhere between two seventy nine and three ninety nine, I could see it being two ninety nine at launch and then That'd dropping or something like that. I mean, three ninety nine at launch or two ninety nine. Sorry, three ninety nine at launch oh. and then dropping. But yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. But that's, you know, that's another fall thing. The last thing that Rick, or, uh, yeah, Rick also unveiled is the Pixel tablet. Uh-huh. This, we don't know anything about, yeah. other than the one little graphic that we saw on stage. So, it's coming out in 2023, and it will have a Tensor-based chip, mm-hmm. whatever generation is happening that Probably year. Tensor 2 at that point. Well, it's... it's or it's, 1. After that, it could be It's sort of like how they put the M1 in the iPad... The, the iPad Air when they oh but they haven't released the M well they, when they had the, the M1 Pro and the M1 Max they just put the M1 in the iPad because it was like oh. these are cheap now because we've but been making them for a long time what if this do doesn't come thing. out till fall of 2023 when I Tensor mean, they 3 can make comes it out cheap if they oh fall oh if it's, it's 2023 oh. sometime we don't know yeah. when so yeah. I don't know whatever it we, depends the point how premium is, they want to make it yeah the point is we don't know we don't yeah. know what's happening but it is a tablet it looks like a pretty big I can premium. explain it perfectly what it looks like. What it is like? the Google Nest Hub Max yeah. <laughs> ripped off of the speaker on the front, and it's yeah. what the Nexus Six on the back. Yeah. We had never seen yeah. the screen before because the press materials they gave us only had the back corner, and then yep. we saw the whole thing at the event, and it literally looks like they ripped the front of the Nest Hub right Max. off the front. There is only one reason why I don't like it. Because it's not Tell an iPad. Because it has white bezels. Because it doesn't big, run Final Cut. Big old white bezels. If I am watching yeah, a movie. white bezels, man. Look, Apple could kind of sway me. We talked about this before with the white bezels on the iMac. Because I always say, yeah, just put black bezels on a screen. Yeah. Well, if I'm watching a movie and there's black bars, I'm going to see two times as many bars if there's white bezels around this thing. But yeah. they're like, oh, it's going to be in your kitchen and your living room and other rooms with white walls. And they uh, kind of have a point because it does kind of fade away into the room so with the white walls. it depends on what you're using it for, basically. Yeah. Like, but the internet this, is white most of the time. Exactly. But this is a tablet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm using it up against, like, a dark room background. I'm, I'm on a plane streaming. with it. I'm watching movies, streaming. Yeah. Why would you have white bezels yeah. on a tablet? I've never seen that before. White bezels also generally indicate a cheaper device. Typically, yeah. And so does this mean it's going to be a cheap tablet? I mean, to I, me, it almost looked like a... a a redone Nexus 7 to me. For 100%. From the back, it looks like a Nexus so, 7. And it has that soft touch, which one, makes me think it's cheaper. And one camera, which the Nexus 7 also had. Okay. In the same spot. So same maybe design. it'll be an affordable, because they went with the, the the last tablet they did was way too expensive, and mm-hmm. it was laggy, and it was all these things. So yeah, maybe one. it'll be cheaper. Yeah. So the question is, yeah, you know, it's a Android. Tensor, cheaper Tensor tablet. That makes sense. It's kind of like an iPad Air. The way Google described it to me was as a more premium, larger tablet, which is why in the video I kind of positioned it like iPad Air yeah. somewhere in there. Uh, iPad Air to iPad Pro, somewhere in that premium, range. Right, because <laughs> right, you have like a cheap $190 iPad. It's premium. But, you know, 
a lot of the question is what apps will work with it and will it actually be a good experience? Because we were talking about Chromebooks and the, mm. other, the other tablets running Chrome OS before. And so app, Google did kind of answer some of those questions. We got a bunch of optimized apps on stage. I think it was <laughs> 20. 20, plus, 20. <laughs> but it's like the 20. Great, it's probably all Google apps. Look, they've got till fall 2023 or whenever it comes out. Yeah. But it was a bunch of Google apps, yeah. to your point. So yeah. like Gmail, browser, a bunch of the... UI stuff in Android, so they're thinking about it. To be fair, they've been working on um, Android 12L for a while for large devices. And right. I feel like that was sort of a an indicator that they were working on a tablet UI. This so, feels like where it will debut. Yeah. So, which would be great if they came back in and they're like, "Okay, we actually care for the next few months." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because who knows how long they're going to care for? We'll see how long it, it would lasts. be. Great if it lasted a while. Yeah. But There's the Pixel tablet, is, it's a curious thing. I have no idea what they're going to price it at. I, I, we really don't know anything else about it other than what they said on stage for those 30 seconds. So, Rick, if you want to tell us more, feel free. I'm listening, always. My DMs inbox is open, open <laughs> as they usually are. Um, but that is the Pixel family. We got a whole bunch of Google hardware in the last 30 minutes of the event. So much of it will not be available for months and for a very long time, but I think they're they're successfully ahead of the leaks now. But wait. They've done it. One more thing. They did do one more thing. They, they did it. The one more thing at the end of the event was fascinating. Yeah. It was a pair of, would you call them AR? Maybe not. They're not even really AR glasses. I'll I hear, don't know. They that are a pair, the of, thing. a pair of glasses. And I'll, I'll, I'll reference Google Glass in my explanation. Rick talked about AR a ton right before he showed mm -hmm. the glasses. Right. But technically, so, this did not overlay anything on top of the real world. I think world. it did, though. It just projected text in front of your eyes. So it was text overlaid to the real, wor I real guess world, but that's all it was. Okay, it's text. not tracked to the real world, but it's between you and the real mm -hmm. world. Yeah. Okay, fine. So it looks yeah, like a regular fair. pair okay. of glasses, but the person wearing the glasses is getting a live transcription of what someone is saying to them yeah. uh, in text in front of their eyeball. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. We all know how fast Google's live transcription is. Especially through Tensor. Their translate is it's excellent. Tensor-based. So yeah, yeah, you can imagine this having a Tensor chip inside, mm -hmm. having a microphone on the side, having really good battery life because there's not that much visually to show. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was super interesting. Now again, we don't have a date. We don't have a price. This is just them demoing something they've been working on. Uh, but there was a point where it appeared to be translating sign language. I'm not sure yeah. if I understood that part of the video correctly. I think that's what it was doing. But it didn't look like there was any camera on it. Yeah, I don't it, it might be hidden. I don't know. That was the most confusing they part. They did just me. say it was a prototype. So, like, how much of it is actually, like, because, like, obviously we're, we weren't seeing actual footage through the lens. Um, right. They had to yeah. just, like, superimpose that and edit yeah. that. Um, so... What they ultimately were showing us was saying it was a prototype, showing us what it did. We didn't actually see I if just that's think what it'll look like. Or I agree. I just think there's a huge difference between having a camera on your face and not having a camera on your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if Google's going to be yeah putting together a pair, like I think it would be really cool to have that live pair of, even for like disabilities or just like you know language barriers all kinds of people would find that really useful mm -hmm. but the visual element on top of it if it actually has a camera on it that unlocks a whole new world of things it could do yeah so the fact that google focused on the text leads me to believe they're probably going to focus on audio yeah. and it doesn't have a camera but i, I don't know it could have know. a camera and they're just trying to keep people away from being like Oh God, privacy implications. Here we go again. Electric boogaloo, you know, because that's exactly what happened with like the Google Glass one. People are getting kicked out of movie theaters because people thought they were recording. People are getting oh, yeah. 
ticketed on the freeway because they thought they were watching movies while driving. Like everyone was just terrified of cameras <laughs> and there was no indicator that it was recording anything mm -hmm. or taking photos. And I think that was their biggest downfall with glass one in right. 2012. Yeah. So it's been 10 years. Yeah. And I guess this is their ago. next run. Right. So I, think know, I got a little emotional actually when I was watching this video, there's not a lot of like tech videos that make me emotional, but like seeing the people that like couldn't communicate getting so excited that they were able to communicate it's, it's like, like a really deep deeply personal thing it's really cool and the reason it's personable is because it's in your eye and your peripheral is that you can actually make eye contact during your conversation with someone who speaks a different language yeah. rather than just having your phone translate open and looking down at your phone right reading it all and then like looking back up and saying Google something. Glass first gen was close, but do you remember what it looked like to talk to someone wearing Google Glass? Yeah, they were like, we were, they would be yeah. looking up in the corner like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> like, so you knew they were, they're like looking, but like they're kind of like looking This live up. translate thing has been in Google's peripherals, no pun, well, pun intended now, for a very long time because even the Pixel Buds 1, they announced live translation was like a key feature of the Pixel Buds 1, but the problem was if one person was wearing Pixel Buds, they had to like hold their phone up to the other person to like yeah, show them what it was it. saying, talk yeah. into it, mm -hmm. talk into it. And that was cool. And they considered that live translation. But over time, their live translation has just gotten better and better and better. And Tensor is specifically targeting that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if they were able to get get that to a point where you just wear something and it, you know. That's why. So that's why I think this is super smart twofold. Number one. But it doesn't fold. Yeah, it doesn't fall. But for two reasons. Number one is everyone's, we've been looking for like a killer app for AR glasses for forever. Mm -hmm. Like we have all these unique things that they're capable of doing, but every company is looking for the killer app or the thing that it can do that connects with everyone. And this is this that is, universal thing. Yeah. We all could use some type of transcription, translation at some point. And then on top of that, it is... It's, it's better than the previous version. So it's one way. I have the glasses on. You don't need anything. You talk. I understand you. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's no extra layer of like talking to my phone, please. You just talk. Yeah, and I can understand both, you. Both people kind of need the glasses though. Well, if you can speak, then I can understand. And hopefully if I want to have a conversation with you, then I need to also get translated back to you. In yeah. which case, yeah. both people need the glasses. But just the fact that you can have the glasses on and your superpower is now activated is like... Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. The camera would help though, because imagine you're in like in Tokyo and you know how Google um, Translate now you can point it at anything and it'll live update the text That's to be a in your killer, language. It would be a killer really cool. feature. You do that with glasses. You're just wandering a new country and Super everything's power. in your language. That's incredible. That's my number one anxiety about international travel is like when yeah. I land in France, what are the signs going to say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to be lost so fast. That, that's like when people ask you like, would you rather be able to fly or know every language? That's a hard question for a lot of people. Yeah. Because that is a superpower. Yeah. So. So Google's got all of the data. They've got a killer app and they've, they appear to have been working on a form factor that looks reasonable and doesn't scare people so much. You know, yeah, they show the video of the keynote. They're, I'm sure they're going to be monitoring comment sections of videos like this. Like, what do people really think? Yeah, definitely. But they look pretty reasonable. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. It's an interesting one more thing to sort of just show what we've been working on, but say nothing about when we're hoping to put it out, what yeah. it's going to do, the features it's going to have. Like, that's kind of yeah. smart because they're getting live feedback from a lot of people. They're also the getting time. a little bit ahead of whatever glasses announcement Apple's about to drop. Yeah, or anybody else. in like 2024 or something. Yeah, allegedly yeah. this year. Really? Well, I mean, we'll see. The Apple one? But whatever, whenever it is, Google's ahead of it now. Yeah. So. Interesting. We shall see. Yeah.
That's exciting though. But that's 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 all the hardware. That is all of the it's hard all work the things. Google's, expecting that. Google's not a hardware company, so they spent 90 minutes on other things. But in the last 30 minutes, they managed to jam-pack all of that stuff in. And that's sort of our take. Any other things we should hit, or should we just answer trivia now? I think trivia. I think that's, trivia? that's yeah, a long episode, despite we only really episode. talked about 30 minutes of the yeah, entire thing. It but, was good. You should yeah. watch the, the recap video on the channel, on the main channel. We did break down and, and summarize everything as fast as possible. So if you made it to the end of this hour-long podcast and need a quick summary, got you. Wow. Uh, it's like the TLDR from Google it's Docs. It's the TLDR, yeah, exactly. There you go. But let's uh, let's let's return to the trivia questions and attempt to get points. Okay. First question: When was the first iPod released? If you can get the day, you will get two points. Just a year is one point. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get the day because I don't know when they were timing things back then. I mean, it was MacWorld. What if I get the month? Day and month. Is it released? It wasn't even is MacWorld. It, is it anyway. announced Wait. or released? Released. Uh, I should go first because it sounds like these two know the year easy, and I I'm don't. just still I, guessing on the year. I know the year. I'm oh. guessing the year. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm guessing that it was 1999. That's my guess. Oh wait. Okay. Gonna change it. <laughs> introduced. Good call. Not yeah. released. Introduced. Like introduced. when it was announced. 1999. 99. Okay. Yeah. I know. Wait. Are you editing out when David says the answer before, or I could be if wrong. I can actually, I could no, be I'm wrong. Keep it. I actually okay. could be wrong. I know David said yeah. 2001 before, but so I was thinking 2002, and you saying that Ooh. makes me think 2001. Hey. So I'm gonna go 2001. Wow. I mean, we can have the same answer. That's no guess on month or days. Or month? Not a chance. <laughs> All right, I'm going with, um, gosh, iPod, July 2001. Let's go with March 1999. <laughs> I'm so wrong. The answer is October 23rd. 2001. October? Wait, introduced uh, or announced? October. Introduced. Oh, we were doing introduced? I but thought we were doing announced. He very specifically well, said... said uh, he well, wait, he okay. looked at you, said he your name, okay. and said you introduced. It, like, Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah wait, October... Isn't, isn't that the same thing? Introduced no, and because, announced? No, because they, in, they like... An, wait, introduced versus announced. Released? Released... Oh wait, yeah. Wait, we yeah, but just, that your okay, guess was to earlier, be fair. So. The keynote was in July. <laughs> I just want you to know the keynote oh. was in July two thousand one. Okay. Well, either way, I was wrong. Yeah. And you got two thousand one. You guys yeah. both got yeah. Space Odyssey. Yeah. So they right. both got one point. Dang. I. Wow. That I my, that's annoying because I knew it was October too. Well, that's my fault. I well, you still that. wouldn't have gotten a day, so you wouldn't that's have gotten true. the full. Yeah. Was it twenty third? Yeah, twenty third. Actually, I watched the original Apple. Uh, iPod keynote last night before I went to bed. That's hilarious that you still <laughs> didn't get the Don't put that in the that's recording for David. That's why I knew it was 2001. Look at this. Guy. I literally watched it last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the minutes. next question was How old is Sundar Pichai? Right. All right. So Sundar. Sundar, you're you're a good looking guy. He looks great, man. Great Your jackets look dude. great. I think what a he, jacket. I think he's 56. I was going to go 58, and that's just because I'm assuming he's much older than I think he looks because he he's a young-looking dude. Right, for a CEO. 40, for anyone. 47. Yeah. Before you answer, if we all got it wrong, can we give a point to the closest? 
Sure. It's not, right. price not right Price is Right <laughs> So whoever's closest, period. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 47. So for 47, Ooh. Andrew? 58. 58, Marquez? 56. 56. The answer is 49. Wow. Get wrecked. That I'm man. so good at oh, trivia. I feel bad now. I'm so good at He's trivia. He's a young CEO. Yeah. Okay. Holy Here's cow. the thing I've noticed with most with most tech CEOs. They um, have a lot of money. That's they it, age. That as well. <laughs> they uh, age well, they definitely visually. age. But my thing is we think they're older than they are because we have seen these companies grow up over the last like 10 years. But the thing is, when they started at these companies, they were hella young. True. They've probably been, if you're the CEO of a, of a very bureaucratic company or a major company like that, you have to have been there for like 30 years. Yeah. Like I watched, when I watched that iPod keynote last night, they, um, they had a little commercial they were going to run on TVs. They had Phil Schiller in the commercial yeah. of the original iPod in 2001. And I was like, this guy's still giving keynotes. Yeah. So he must have been super young when he started. I have a bonus point. Mm-hmm. Oh, what year did Sundar join Google? Okay, I have bonus trivia. Sundar Sundar started as like a low level dude at engineer. Google. Yeah, yeah. And no, he was you, like, that's that's the best person to like. Yeah, yeah. You actually are in the thick of it. Yeah. What year did he start? Oh boy, I'm. Google. I'm gonna say 2007. That's the year. The iPhone came out. This one you need to get the year. It's oh, not wait. whoever gets closest. Bought YouTube in 05. I'm gonna say 2007. 2003. It was Andrew. actually probably later. It's probably like 2009. What? Well, I, I feel like he's I'm say was newer than I thought. Like I don't think he was there. I mean, well, he couldn't be there I for 30 years because then he would have been 19. I think he is newer. I'm gonna say 2012. 2004. Oh, so I was closest. Yeah, but I said doesn't you have to get the year. It doesn't matter. You said 04? I said 7. I said 03. Oh. Was, it doesn't matter. I was the closest. <laughs> None of it matters. I was close. Uh, I just want to say I was the closest. That's I, all. I admit defeat on that one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, shout out to Sundar. I mean, if you haven't seen our, our interview with Sundar, where we talk about a little bit of AI stuff, a little bit of computing, a little bit of what Google's up to, you should watch that. Little That'll be in the show notes. Sick fit. Mm, I want that yeah. jacket. Yeah. Let's I mean, go. there's not a lot of 8K videos of Sundar on the internet. I'll put it that way. So if you just want to admire Sundar looking young, then there you go. Did we export that in 8K? Uh, it was shot in 8K and then it's up in 4K. But, you know, you don't usually get to see these interviews of people just sitting down and talking. So He's got great facial hair. So if you want to see the like individual strands, that's <laughs> okay. This really episode of Wayne was brought to you by Vox Media. <laughs> Our intro after music was creative. No, that was, that was it. <laughs> you should, it. you should definitely check the show notes for all the relevant links, but that's where we'll end it. What's the new trivia score? I got zero. I have five still. Andrew you got both one. Got 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 one. Andrew got one. I got two. Marquez has five. Andrew has three. David has two now. Okay. Right. But as far as a ratio goes <laughs> of how many shows we've been on. Impressive either way. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rovin. We are partnered with Vox Media and our intro music was created by Vane Silk.
Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.